Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And happy Sunday, everyone. Listening into page six of our 23rd series of Sundation, we have two special guests with us today, and they actually already appeared in our headline news edition, so go check that out. And we have them here with us right now. We, Karen, would you like to introduce themselves? Hey, it's me. I'm here with Karen, and we're close friends of Cece and Claire's. So grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on infographic activism. So I'm sure you guys have seen that within the past year since the murder of George Floyd and the revival of the BLM protests, infographics have been popping up a lot on social media to like educate people on certain issues and highlighting stories. I have definitely seen them and also reposted them, especially in the early periods, like during as when, it, the like when was, it first started, yeah. right? And even with the current, current Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I've seen people reuse the same designs to hit back at the other person using a design. Like, the two people talking, have you seen that? Because I know a lot of people, like... I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> it's like um, two people talking with, bu- uh, like, word bubbles. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did you know about this? And then back, and then it's biased towards one side. And then it goes back to... And I've seen other people use it to, like, kind of hit back at... I see. The I opposing side. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these infographics used are mainly on Instagram for now. I don't think they've appear- really appeared in other social media platforms do you guys no no yeah because yeah. everyone uses instagram yeah yeah and also instagram allows like 10 posts which like say twitter you can't really put that many photos yeah. or write that many words or, yeah or <laughs> TikTok, all. like really do anything i guess a lot of these infographics use the whole like 10 step full carousel which i've used before like just to post photos actually i've never used the whole thing have you guys no, that's too much. That's, too <laughs> that's much. a lot. That's a lot of pictures. Like, I think five is a good place to stop a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. And in general, even a lot of companies, like when they advertise their products, they rarely use the whole thing because 10 is a lot to scroll through. Like, like people aren't going you to get sit tired. through it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, especially if they're words, like a lot of infographics do have a lot more words in them. Especially if you're spreading information, you can't really spread them out like with just pictures. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these infographics have, have you seen like it's a picture and then it's like a white text over it. Like that's curved and like pretty sort of and then you swipe through or they do in general, they do include a lot of photos in the captions. Um, yeah. And that's because the Instagram algorithm usually pushes photos rather than just text text. Yeah, like when I do the Sundition Instagram, I used to do a lot of like just graphics, but no pictures. And then I realized the more pictures I posted, the more likes we got. Mm -hmm. So I try to include photos because that's what Instagram likes. It was huge back then about like what the algorithm is. I remember on TikTok, they're like, oh, TikTok only prefers like pretty people. Like they measure your face. Mm -hmm. That's stupid. Also, having more photos in one post um, increases the interaction on their app. So they would actually like you to have like five or more Mm -hmm. photos in your one post. Yeah. And because of all this, 
you've seen an increased growth in all these like infographic accounts. I'm sure you've heard of like at impact, which I learned is run by a teenager, like at change and stuff like so you want to talk about or like shit you want to care about what is it something like that I don't, mm-hmm. something similar to that. <laughs> but they all share like a similar goal and purpose which is activism through these infographics and i mean this isn't just on one side of the political spectrum obviously i'm more on like the liberal side so i see a lot but i've also seen it more on like the conservative side mm where lots of them use infographics and they're usually like the target demographic is like our age like older a little older like young millennial well we're not millennial gen z, gen z. <laughs> <laughs> millennial usually women i feel like yeah. at least it started out like that because um, in terms of like instagram yeah in terms of instagram aesthetics. and aesthetics is more of like a mm-hmm. fe- feminine thing right and because it started out as like a target demographic, they all kind of give out the same vibe, right? Like mi- uh, minimalism, it started out, I like, <laughs> how do I say this? There's like trends of certain designs. I don't know if you've noticed the change. Like it started out as like a very pastel, kind of just blank text. And that had like some squiggles all over. And then it moved to like more colorful ones, like the curved, um, Not it's like, I don't, it's the font where at the ends it's like a little curved mm-hmm. so it looks um, it, it, it's like roman new times numeral but cuter oh yeah okay uh-huh. you know I'm, I'm getting it <laughs> i think and I then have a it in went into like have you seen the one where it's you know how you used to draw when something's big or like price it's like this like a curved like a a spark right the okay. shape of yes. a spark yeah and now it's it I say it's gone away a little bit, but for the past few months, it's kind of like long texts and those sparks uh-huh. a lot. Just to grab your attention. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the main s- idea, so that you don't have to like, yeah, like, read explosion everything. bubbles. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the fact that I've seen trends in these things is a little weird to me because a lot of I mean, in general, activism shouldn't be a trend, right? It should be Agreed. something that's enduring and long-going. I mean, there's nothing I'd say inherently wrong, right? Of course, to... if you want to, like, if you do want to share your stuff to a wide enough audience, you kind of have to go with what they do, right? Like, if I wanted to advertise my product, I'd go with the trend. That's how mm-hmm. I get you traction and people yeah. would know. But in like i don't know how to mention this because i'm not an artist myself but from what i know art is supposed to like most art criticizes society right because art is meant as a medium to push forward and go deep into something that's normally seen as service level but this infographic graphic design is considered an art Right, and a lot of uh, people who originally created these things are content creators who do graphic design and product design, so they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I read an article where they said, in general, the design is terrible because, oh. like, if you saw that stuff on a website, like, it's really hard to scroll through. And you're trying to learn like what it's about. Oh, it's not very effective, like anything. effective in that way, and useful because design mm-hmm. is supposed to be useful, but 
it catches the eye. I guess to the average that, person. Yeah, to the average Instagram user who isn't a designer, mm-hmm. it catches it's fine. the eyes. Because, I mean, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, that looks really cute, like minimalistic, right? But then graphic designers are like, no. Yeah. But that can also, like, focusing on the design also takes away from the content itself, I yes. feel like. Right, because you're caring more about the aesthetic than the actual content that they're trying to educate you on. I, and because of, like, the popularity, obviously social media is really a great way to share and repost. I know many, I've never, um, it seems like it's a more millennial thing, but, like, that reposting on your actual Instagram account, like, they do the reposting apps, right? You know what I'm talking about? Instead of on your like, stories? You know how some people repost on their story and they just... Or they share it on the, a post on their story. But some mm-hmm. people repost it as a post. Mm-hmm. And it's like dot, 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 reposted by whatever yeah. app mm-hmm. they use. Yeah. And uh, those two techniques have been very, very instrumental in sharing and making these like these accounts go viral. Because Impact and Change, like, so you want to talk about... They have, like, millions of followers. I guarantee you two years ago, it didn't exist, right? Right. <laughs> And, like I said, I've shared them before. I don't know if Claire has. I have on my story before, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. I used to share stuff before the infographics. It would just be news of things that happened that I thought that most people didn't know about, like, years ago when I first started <laughs> Instagram. But nowadays, I don't share as much because I feel like my followers are the same people I follow, Right. And we're mainly in the same social circle, so I guarantee they've also seen everything that everybody else yeah. has posted. Because everyone else posts or reshares on their story anyway, so it was just scrolling I through the same exact doing content it. over and over yeah. again. But I also feel like I know people who repost things, oh, like, there's a lot of pressure, especially on celebrities, to voice their opinions and share their support or say something about it. I mean, I'm not a celebrity, and of course... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure? What? No. Cece, I think you're a celebrity <laughs> to me. You're a star. I mean, in general, of course, celebrities have a bigger platform and a more diverse audience. I'd say my audience is... The same. Not the Yeah, but similar, right? So it's kind of talking to the same people. I don't think there's much of a point yeah if you're voicing the same honestly opinions. the only thing i've ever seen that's been different is this current conflict which is like the israeli-palestinian conflict where i literally have friends on both sides like having very right. very different opinions because it's an international issue right yeah so that's why i said like i i see like one yeah. graphic being used by the other side saying mm-hmm. the opposite thing so in general, I feel like that has taught me a lot more about the issue than what infographics have been used in the past, like a lot of issues. So you think that these infographics are effective? I think they're effective to a point. I mean, for me, I think it's useful to me as like a starting point to get to understand because sometimes the infographics that don't go viral, like, those, sometimes I scroll through the accounts and I just click the ones that haven't gone viral and that's like something I don't know about. So it's good to know like how could I search that up, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Or it's not hard, but it's 
So it's like a good starting point. Yeah. For you. So it's a good starting point because I didn't know about it before, and I'm glad that I do.、Mm-hmm. And of course, those accounts have some credibility, considering, like in terms of content, considering most do reference their sources. But I've seen a lot where people made their own where they don't reference their sources. Yeah. Yeah, and also another things that thing I really like that has kind of come out of the infographic、uh, trend is that a lot of them have shared like where to shop, <laughs> because so I guess in the skincare world, especially with um, there's been a trend toward shopping more ethically and sustainably. I like this, which is has made me more uh like made shopping for me. A shopping ethically towards like my moral values a lot easier because I think it would have been a lot harder for me to find some indie brand、mm-hmm. that I like, and I do appreciate that to a point, right? And but I understand like the point isn't to, you know, like I've seen a lot of, like, especially with Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. They're like, oh, you should stop shop like these Asian owned brands or、oh, black, uh-huh. uh, women of color owned brands or like black women owned brands, and I mean, I I'd be more willing to like I'd rather hand them my cash rather I'd rather hand them my cash than Amazon my cash. <laughs> so, but I don't like I feel like lots of people are replacing them. Like you can't really shop your way. Out of an issue, right? Of course,、uh, money in general can move、uh, the world, right? If a certain demographic has more money, right, or more well off, they are like better educated, right? Whatever that like means to you, <laughs> what better educated means,、um, they have more say in government and can start fixing the real roots、uh, of certain issues. But I think it's, it's like. I do understand that it's not a replacement. You can't like end. So, oh yeah. So going back to infographics, you're saying that in terms of effectiveness,、um, uh-huh. it's good as a starting point, as a way、yeah. to get the word out there. But what do you think can improve these infographics so that、um, they kind of give the meaning and the intent that people are trying to do, and that is. Educating people and voicing their opinions. I think maybe repurposing them to appeal to all sides of the spectrum because I feel、mm-hmm. like you know accounts like change. So you want to talk about they're kind of being directed toward the liberal side of the political spectrum, which is not so much as an effective way to get the word out to all. People, right, and、yeah. it doesn't exactly help that Instagram's algorithm makes it harder to get the word out to everybody, right? Because social media is like an echo chamber for everything, and you know, when that happens, then people's thoughts and ideas are reaffirmed, and blah blah blah. The whole group think types or like group polarization type thing, but I think. Trying to appeal to all people, all demographics, all people of the political spectrum, and and this also includes like different age groups because I'm pretty sure that these accounts only target the young, right? Like、yeah. Gen Z, millennial. Then again, I can understand why because the young people are the one that is more subject to change, and they're also the people that we want 
to create change in since they have the rest of their lives to live. Mm-hmm. But Also, most of us are on Instagram. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, but I think just trying... I don't know how this is going to work because Instagram algorithm's weird and quite strong. As in, like, I don't know how you can alter it or try to get around it. But I think appealing or trying to get the word out to everyone. Okay, let's talk about the intent of these posts. Do you think that they are genuine? Do you think they are an act, just a performative act? I think they are genuine there does come a certain time when there's a possibility that your initial goals can be kind of mixed in with other things like oh like building a bigger platform and worrying about numbers so just following instead of actually trying to get the word out right Mm -hmm. there's always a possibility that that can be convoluted with other more superficial goals instead of educating people Mm -hmm. trying to spark change and activism in young people I'd say generally, I think that the intent is true because otherwise, why would you put effort and time into Mm -hmm. these types of accounts, right? You don't want to waste your effort. Like, what are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. What about people who share these infographics instead of making their own content or putting out their own opinions? Wait, repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) What about people who... So Claire is mentioning that the people who create these infographics their um, intent is genuine, that they do want to educate people. What about the people who are just sharing them? Because what I noticed is that um, people who share these posts, they post them on their story, which disappears after 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, I think the intent in the first place is good. Um, But then it comes to a point where it gets diluted through a lot of sharing. You'll see, like Cece mentioned, that it's only her social circles that are sharing about the same issues and it's not sparking um, critical thinking, actual conversation about anything. They're just relaying the same information over and over again. And I think Instagram is a hub for that where there's a, a viral set of infographics and it will dominate the entire conversation Mm. where it should be starting conversations itself Mm -hmm. instead of dictating what people should believe in Mm. because people will obviously look at likes and say hey this is popular maybe this is something that I should get behind also and I think it's very detrimental to the younger generations because obviously they are more impressionable and susceptible to peer pressure among their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that these infographics are bad in general. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're bad inherently. I think it comes to a point where we we have to recognize. Uh, where it stops being relevant for ourselves. Yeah. I think Instagram as a platform for these kind of things is not effective. These posts, you see them, and we did agree, I agree with Cece, that um, it's a good starting point to kind of get your mind thinking about what your opinions are about the issue. Um, But as a place for conversation and discussion, it's not 
um, because all you see is the photo. Um, their com- the comment section in Instagram is mm. not it's not open for mm. back and forth. It's just uh-huh. kind of you put your thought there and then that's it. So stuff like Facebook and Twitter, that's kind of where most discussion happens. But you don't usually see the infographics there because um, infographics are kind of targeted to be here, look at this, it's pretty. There's flowers mm-hmm. on it. It's pink and orange and look at it. But that's it. It's just looking. Right. Yeah. I think it also comes down to a desensitization of what uh of these infographics because I mean, two from like a oh sorry, one from a human standpoint, right? If they all look the same, not that like it, that's like speaking as the art, right? But if they all carry the same style and the way they um, like share information after a while like you do get like oh here it is again right like then it makes you just not want to know what it says which defeats the purpose of it's it being even just a starting point right then mm-hmm. you don't even want to see like what it has to say inside mm-hmm. and it also leads to a lot of what you'd call I mean, obviously, we talked to, uh, there's, like, many things that social media activism is, like, slacktivism, right? All you do is repost and think you've done enough. And that's true to a point. I've also seen, like, lots of people repost, like, eh, here, here, there's, like, GoFundMe. You should donate to. Mm-hmm. This goes directly to, like, this cause, right? Yeah. Here's, like, um, things you should actually change about your behavior to like, be more accepting of other people. But... It's also, I'm not, so I'm not talking about those sorts of infographics where it's actually something that is doable for me as an individual, but more for like, just to know it is like, um, like information overload, right? Mm-hmm. At this point of time, I know Instagram in general used to be like very apolitical, I would say. There wasn't. Oh, yeah. When I started Instagram, it's just people posting <laughs> about themselves I and that was it. I just posted like a cupcake I made. Mm-hmm. I would never post that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a lot of food on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And I know many people said, oh, it's so artificial. Like everything's fake. But the political part was stuck to like Facebook and Twitter, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. now it's come over to Instagram. And it's in a very Instagram poli- like politics, right? Yeah, it's, it's very aesthetic. Pretty, it's very aesthetic. And... I feel like one thing that's the problem with aesthetic is if people are so used to seeing something in a pretty way, that means you can't really... Why are Instagram users so unwilling to see something in an ugly way, right? Because you can talk about all those things like genocide and um, murder and corruption and like the horrors of the world. But if... But when you see the actual effects right even if the infographics just not pretty right it's just information that is important but people ignore it because it like it looks ugly like people don't like the pictures you see on impact they're not the like there are more gory pictures out there of course but it's just i think it goes back to the original problem with instagram i'm going back to what i said that instagram (laughs) was like too artificial it's still the same thing it's just hidden under, like, political, uh, social media activism. And it also exaggerates this type of sentiment, I think, as well. Because, once again, the algorithm likes these types of posts and their, you know, quote, aesthetic nature. And because of that, 
accounts that want to grow their following and reach more people will have to start following what the algorithm wants mm. and it perpetuates this sort of trend of an aesthetic account when in reality like you're talking about really ugly things like cc mentioned murder corruption genocide etc so it's just a huge vicious cycle that you can't like there, i feel like there's not that much of a way you can go around because instagram itself perpetuates this behavior or this trend also i want to say that it is equally concerning that a lot of corporations are using the same infographic style when a lot of these companies are partly the reason why these things are happening right. yeah, yeah. like it's very all very performative on if you have a higher follow count I think you're obligated to do these types of things because mm -hmm. it's going to get you the engagement that you want. Yeah. And whether, it's not only... Th oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, um, whether you're like a huge company um, or you're just like a thousand follower kind of influencer that you're trying to pop off. If you're trying to grow your following, these are the types of posts that your followers expect because it is, again... Uh, just an echo chamber for right. these types of conversations. Right, and when they don't see those posts, they don't want to click on exactly. you. Exactly. And they don't want to follow And then you. we go... Uh, and we then get it into, starts all over uh, again. Yeah. <laughs> and we get into, like, cancel culture mm. and all of that. And it's just... In my opinion, it perpetuates a, a toxic mindset where if you're not... Um, projecting these sort of opinions that everybody else sh supposedly shares, then you should be doxxed for that. And I don't think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Like, we should have different opinions in our lives. Yes. They shouldn't just yeah. be one mindset and that's it. Mm -hmm. I also want to point out, like, a lot of these opinions are nuanced, but there are some moral issues that I feel like should take precedent. Like, if a big person, or like, uh, someone who has massive following clearly doesn't support like a very like human rights issue. Okay. I like a very basic basic human rights issue, or even from like a corporation, right? Um, I think that's where consequences should be made, uh, should be given out to that individual or that group or that company, right? But uh, most issues in the world are more nuanced than <laughs> basic human rights. So, to wrap up a little bit, um, what do you guys think, what advice would you give to people encountering these infographics? How should they approach, you know, viewing these pictures? Yes, you can absorb that information. That is exactly what they're there for. However, like we talked about, the whole Ever Chamber thing, we should all keep in mind that there are other views out there, and this is not a correct Agreed, view. Yes. There is no such thing as a view or an opinion that is 100% correct. Like That does not exist. You have to grab information from different types of opinions, mm -hmm. views, mindsets, etc. So I think just keeping that in mind and not taking that specific infographic for the truth, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes down to like the individual themselves, whether they're only reposting or reading this because they're seeing it, they're seeing everybody 
repost it themselves. And yeah, it, it comes down to more of individual responsibility to if you really want to be uh, active in socio-political issues, then do it. It's just you're not gonna get anywhere. I don't. I don't think you're gonna get anywhere with a simple repost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, like, don't conform to everyone else's mindset. Exactly. Try not to. At least I know there's like groupthink and stuff like that, which is hard to get out of. But you know, at least try to have your own opinions. I think one thing I've been doing is I try following a variety of these smaller accounts on the like the political spectrum so i follow like very conservative um like social media accounts to very um liberal social media accounts and also like so like and like very very progressive ones and for me it's good to it's well not it's useful for me to see both sides of what they're saying right because it'll literally be one issue they're talking about and yet they're saying the complete two different things right yeah. i think that's what everybody should do though, yeah because a lot of both sides yeah yeah because i know a lot of these infographics may present themselves as very factual and whatnot and that's not to say like assuming the big ones i doubt they're sharing like false facts right but statistics can be altered in a way where it's true but it's being um framed like, in framed a in a way, way that isn't as truthful to the original fact right and so, like, one would definitely be try to follow a variety of opinions from, like, your independents to your moderates to your conservatives to your liberals. And it's always good to find individual experts. I think a good acquaintance of ours has definitely been spewing that. And also another thing is that it's okay if you don't want to read what they say. Like, if, you're, you, if you just read the headline, you're like, hey, I didn't know this. Then just go read on your own and like a whole bunch of articles as well because like reading too much can cause like what i said desensitization to like actually putting because you're tired it's normal and human to get tired of information overload right and when you have information overload you have like burnout like you can't emotionally invest in these types of issues and real activism becomes less productive and effective when you're not trying as much anymore, yeah. when you're doing it as like, oh, I have to. Not to say you're, you feel, not even to say that you're conforming to others, but you feel obligated to yeah. as like because of your past. Like you've been super, yeah. I'm like, you feel like you're an activist and I have to share this, right? Because that's who I am. But that's no longer useful if you're not actually fully invested. That's right. a really good point. Yeah, I definitely see friends cancel friends because they're not um doing the same act as activism that they themselves perceive is right yeah people can help in their own ways yes maybe um it be you know showing reposting the posts that you see um or donating to a gofundme but it can also be as small as just having a conversation with your friends just trying to see different perspectives, starting a conversation about it, and really trying to understand what's going on, and if it's something you feel strongly about, then you can, you know, do more. But people have different ways of showing how much they care about a subject. And honestly, 
you don't have to care about a subject at all. You don't have to. No one is forcing you to like believe in, get involved in politics. Mm-hmm. Just do what you're comfortable with. And I guess like for my advice dealing with infographics is to fact check. Um, if you're reading um. something and don't take it at face value, you know, look into it, look at research papers, um, look at the sources that the graphic is linked to. If there is one, um, check the sources. Yeah, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Well, that was a good conversation. <laughs> I hope you guys really enjoyed our special conversation. I know it was long and I know we went in different directions than <laughs> I had actually originally planned, but that worked out all in the end. I hope you guys learned something from our takeaways at the end. Um, again, do what you... Obviously, these are suggestions as well. Like Karen mentioned, you do what you're comfortable with. So before we leave you guys, we have our fun little thing to do on Sunday. So for this episode, we're going to have our guests share their suggestions. Mine would be to text a friend you miss them, because you probably do, and you haven't seen them in a while. So do it. Yes. I suggest trying to make someone laugh. Look up a joke on Google, a good old dad joke, and hit them with it. I have a joke. I always love this joke. (laughs) Um... What is the derivative of Amazon? What? Amazon Prime. That's my favorite joke in the world. She said this joke so many times. I remember what our, I don't know who came up, like our math teacher. I don't remember. Anyways, I can't remember the joke so much. Ever since have heard it, she's been saying it constantly. Okay, this podcast is canceled. It's a funny joke. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. And have a good Sunday. Bye.